0: This is To The Point, a rhino experience, in one of the top home services, marketing and operations podcasts, cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point.
1: So now you guys have taken this thing, you know, and, um, and you have this really powerful brand in the state of Utah, you guys opened up a, a branch of it down here in Arizona, And the brand equity is not the same, right? The brand equity that Any Hour has in Utah is not the same in Arizona. So you kind of have, even though you have this big old huge brand down here in the Valley, it's a fairly new low brand equity company. And that now becomes a different battle, right? Because now you get to kind of go back to those old days, Jeremy, and think through like, what do we have to do? when we were trying to grind this thing out and build a business. But except for now, you're doing it in a different day and age but at least you got to pull from some of those things. And I'll bet some of those core things that you had learned through that path are still applicable today down here in this market. So like, what are some of these hurdles or roadblocks that you, that you um, guys have been running into going into another market like this without that brand equity that you're having to deal with. And the reason I'm asking that question and why it's so important is to your point, why everybody's always like, well, yeah, you've got this huge brand this big company." yes, that is true on the back of all that hard work, consistency, training, all the things you've done. But you've actually are doing those in other locations as well. There's some other brands, but Any Hour itself is down here in Phoenix, Arizona, arguably one of the most competitive markets in the United States of America with HVAC. And we're starting to see some success with it. But there's no brand, there's no brand equity with it. So we're kind of starting from scratch. And... Like what are you running into with it with the challenges down here? I think it's good to hear for people to hear like the human being side of this business that you run into that they can relate to because most of them are on the – There's the majority of people aren't twenty million plus dollar dollar companies. They're smaller. Like that listen to the podcast, so they can relate to this piece of it. How's the uh, how's the boxing match going down here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona for you guys? What are you kind of running into or like what are you having to pay attention to?
2: That. Uh, i think you're right there there are always challenges in any businesses you know even when you're bigger there's challenges of culture maintaining a a culture maintaining a place where people feel like they're an individual even though they're in a bigger company um phoenix is is a very competitive market the cool thing is is we have amazing people down there (laughs) running it And, and that that is the foundation to a good company is people first processes second we got great people down there we got great processes and uh, the, the biggest challenge we're running into there now and anyone will run into when they're starting a brand new business is call volume, you know, customer doesn't know who you are, uh, you, you gotta, you can only spend so much on marketing, ethically, when you're starting a business, you can't just throw money away. And so you still got to start building that flywheel of repeat customers and business. And, and so that was our biggest challenge is breaking into the market with a new name and a new brand. Uh the cool thing is, you know, the first full year, I think we'll, we'll be between four and a half and $5 million. So that's going to be pretty cool. A lot faster yes. than we did it up in Utah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but we have a lot of great recipes now, and we have great people. And and but call volume, you know, when you we're not in the in the area, and nobody knows who you are, that they're, they're not calling you. And, and and it is a very competitive market, so you can't you can't just throw money into that market. There's already a lot of money being thrown into that market for marketing dollars, and so you got to do guerrilla warfare, which we call it, which is you know getting down to the nitty gritty door hangers and cards and <laughs> referrals and and doing some of that stuff that's not costing you just more sweat equity.
1: Yeah. I mean and because I've, you know, think I've been able to be a part of it, I know those two leaders, I know Dave Jackie, great people. Um and so when you say you've got good people, they're solid people, known for years. So shout out to them in okay, case so happen to listen to this particular podcast. Um yeah. Dave, Dave is very,
0: very great uh, GM. We've actually, uh, and, and president of that location, he's actually, uh, we've known him for how many years, Jeremy? We've known Dave and Jackie?
2: I don't know. A long time. I'd say 10 plus years, maybe. It, it's been a long time. And, so, and you know, you said they're good, but I, I think they're exceptional. They are pretty phenomenal. I'm, I'm, we're, we were super excited to be able to team up with them and work together. We, we really view it as a partnership. They're, they're running that location and they're amazing.
0: Yeah, and I will say. And then we have some other partners down there with Penguin.
2: You know, the guys
0: from Penguin. They're they're our partners. And AC by J, uh, Bryce and his team. You know, Will and Wade down there. Uh, and we have uh, you know Chandler down there. Uh, so anyway, just great team. They're shared, they're actually uh, teaming up and, and helping each other actually grow and working uh, with a lot of synergy to to bring it all together. It's been quite exciting to watch watch that area grow with with everybody coming together. So.
1: Yeah, which is because you guys have like these great comparisons, like real life comparisons um, in these markets. So you understand the the cap, like the well, you understand the op the legit opportunity down here. But you're seeing kind of what's capable within what you know parameters, like between these other businesses that are running. And I'm, I could say, from from even even you know us taking on the digital piece just for any hour, for the listeners who are probably thinking, oh, it was just they got more money so they can spend a bunch of money on this. That's not the case. That's actually not what the, that's not what we did i pushed on that really really hard to be that but that wasn't necessarily the case so, so when jeremy mentions that four and a half to five million mark we didn't pump a ton of money into marketing to to make that happen from like a digital perspective which is where people are like hey you'll just pump money into pay-per-click marketing to drive legion. that wasn't a big piece of this it was a piece but i promise you it was not a I've worked with some big companies down here, AC by J also a company i worked with for years. We can pump some big money into it. This wasn't even nowhere near that. So when Jeremy's talking about growing it to that size of business in such a short amount of time with people and processes, that's legit. That's legit. It wasn't that they just outspent you or they got more money to spend than you. That's not the case down here in, in Arizona. Any hour in Arizona is not on the same budget as the any hour in the state of Utah. So it is different, but it can be done. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I want to just, um, I don't want to overlook this piece of it because I think it's incredibly important and especially because you were wearing so many hats through the phases of this business, Jeremy. Um, but what were some of the, what were some of the, like, if you, when you think back on this thing, on this whole thing now, um, knowing what you know now, which is obviously significantly more, um, because a, uh, smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. So you, you go through some things, but what were some of the most, like, either overlooked or you just couldn't do it at the time, but what were some of those critical hires that you knew you needed? So you weren't trying to do everything. Why wasn't trying to do all these things? Like what were some of those critical hires that you probably didn't make soon enough or that now that you know what you know, you would have made sooner to kind of help grow the business.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And, this is the the struggle in these businesses is when do you bring in a person you know at what point uh, some of us struggle this can be me where i want to hold on to it too long you know i i don't want to let the baby go and or, or sometimes it's like financially can i afford this person and typically when you not typically when you make the right hire and bring in the right person you always at least we have always looked back and said we should have done that sooner. <laughs> you know, they they made they made the money that and some to cover that cost. So you know, the, the key ones that come to my mind is like I said, my office was uh, just right off our call center. We called our customer care representative CCR department, um, and and I think Wyatt had to pry me out of there. He was like, "You got to move your office upstairs." Yeah, and and, and it, it was a key moment because it did help open my eyes to more of the business. And so we did bring in leadership. Uh, Michelle has been our our call center manager. She became our call center dispatch manager. She's played a key role in our business, and you know, promoting and getting her in there quicker would, would have been more beneficial. Uh, same thing with service manager, sales manager. I mean, I get to go through all the lists. I probably held on to these for too long, and and you know, it's hard to let things go. And it's also hard to see someone else come in and they got to have their learning curve and they're going to do things a little different, maybe a little off sometimes until they get their stride. But man, you, you do it right. And it's like, you just sit back and think, man, I should have done that.
1: <laughs> well, because even ago. if they can do it 80% as good as you, right? Like you can still train the skill, but it still does open it. Like It still does open it up for you to be more efficient as a whole by bringing in that role. So I was just curious because I've heard so many variations of these over the years. I'm listening to the different businesses and the different mindsets of the businesses. And like, even as it gets into the whole, with the whole private equity space on what shifts, what changes. And, uh, but when you're a small businessman trying to wear all the hats and you care, like cash flow matters and, and you're afraid to let that go, which by the way is so incredibly common for most people to do because it's your baby and you're like, oh man, I can just, it's just easier for me to do it. It's just easier for me to do it. And, and I think that is a, uh, one of those um, things that people get sucked into that is a misunderstanding of what you should actually be doing in that moment. Like you, you need to hire for your weaknesses. And um, I think where with like if I'll use myself as an example, um, it was really difficult for me to let that go. And it wasn't so much for pride. It was just like I was afraid if I didn't do it that I might put everyone else at risk who's banking on me making these good decisions and I just do it myself. And I thought, man, I can't can't afford to let somebody else come in and take this thing on for me because what if they fail at it a couple times? But then I don't look at the other side of it on like, man, what all could I have accomplished more and gotten better at had I just relinquished that piece a little bit sooner? And that's the part I reflect back on, like, dang, I would have done that so much faster had I just thought about that. I knew about it. It just comes from a place of scarcity.
2: I think it's really key in leadership is a lot. I'm, I'm a big lover of people first and then systems second. You need the right people first to the systems to work. But I love systems. But leadership, I, I don't think is as easy as the Brownie analogy. It's not like you said, it's like, what are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? You know, what is the person available to you? Because we're all about homegrown leaders. Who's in your business today? What can they step up and do? There's some dynamics there that you really got to figure out. Our first real manager, uh, you know, we, we've got Brett who came in and we also have Kevin. Kevin was one of our key managers we haven't talked about, but he came in on the HVAC install side, you know, and, and that's probably not normal for most people to have one of their first managers, but it was it was what we needed. He had the right skill set and was the right person and so leadership is, is so complex. And, and like you said, Y and I are big believers that, you know, you're almost never, and at least I've never seen it, where you find an independent, strong leader that can just do it all in a department. It, it's always a partnership. It's a co leadership position and so you get someone that's really good with processes or really good with people and then you got to plug in an individual as an assistant manager or supervisor or maybe just someone in the department they'd lean on for a while that can handle doing some great stuff and, and so leadership is, is is dynamic that is you you really got to understand your business and your people and and figure that puzzle out
1: yeah and then sometimes and Kevin
0: Kevin was actually the first manager we brought in after Brett And Chris, that was, I don't know, that was probably eight years ago, Jeremy, nine years ago. That was quite a while. And he, and again, he was a tech, he was a tech. But the cool thing is, is you asked Jeremy, what, are there any, is there any position we would have brought in before or anybody we should have brought in sooner? The reality is, Chris, so Jeremy has had a hard time handing those hats off. He really does. But the reality is, is and he's been involved with the actual interview process. Um, In fact, he even still interviews some today, right, Jeremy? Um, but he, he's been very involved with the interview process. And so anyway, we were, we were, we were actually selling, I think this is huge. So when we were a $1.5 million company getting rid of new construction, you can imagine what all the new construction people were thinking. It was like, Oh no, the company's going down two two 2 million, 2.5 million. We're, Oh no, we're going down. We were, we've always painted the picture. Hey, we're going to be a $25 million business in 10 years. We're just going to do it. And, and jeremy says it with a straight face and i say it with a straight face and uh, they actually believe it and and i gotta tell you though um you gotta say it with a straight face and you gotta believe it yourself even if you don't believe it, you gotta believe it. <laughs> so anyway we said it and then we just went and did it and then we went out and showed them all these bigger businesses than us out there in denver and we're like well we're growing this and they're like oh my gosh they they really are and i think and, and I think what, what the big key is to sell people on what you're going to become, not what you are right now. And so we were actually bringing people into the business for what we could become. In fact, if I, we sold Lincoln, when he came in as CFO, he, he didn't come in as CFO. He came, he came in because we told him about the $1 billion, $1 billion business because vision, because once we hit the seven or the 25 is within six or seven years, we were like, okay, now, now what next? And it's like, okay, we're going to be a billion. So, uh, and and that's the goal now, right? So, and and so if you told Lincoln, hey, we've changed that to five hundred million, we're at four hundred, so now we're changing it to five hundred. I think he would get pretty upset right now, Jeremy, because I think <laughs> he actually came in when we were ten million for the vision of a of a billion, right? So so, so Jeremy's right on taking off the hats, but we were finding people, 90% of all of our managers today, actually maybe it's closer to 80%, I don't know, um, or came from within the company. So I think that's a huge piece. And also, Chris, I know you're, you're a yellow personality and Jeremy, I don't know if you knew, is married to a yellow personality. And so I think another huge key to the business propelling itself because that foundation that was started back at 1.5, 2.5, $4 million dollars that same foundation is still here today. Those things that Jeremy was implementing back then with the breakfast every week that he was cooking. Um, But anyway, the parties we have, because Rhino throws, man, Chris throws the (laughs) coolest party. I'm one of the coolest parties I've ever seen in my life. I have to say Jeremy's wife, Amy, yellow personality was throwing our parties back then. And she throws them today. And they are some, you got to come out, Chris. They're they're legit. They're like Cristiano. I'm a yellow. I'm in. (laughs) Jeremy, do i kind of talking about the parties and Amy? Because and, I think that's a huge foundation because that's all still happening today.
2: Yeah, we'll have companies come through and tour, and, and we we cook breakfast for our field staff and do barbecues for our office. And a lot of people do this stuff, but, again, it's a consistency. A lot of people come through. Oh, yeah, we used to do that, and oh, we've done that in the past, but it's just like you get something in place, you know it works. you got to keep it going. The parties, we have – you know four major parties every year for the whole company department parties and we've been doing those for years and years and and you, you can't abandon what works just because something else looks exciting and that, i think that's the problem with growing is you'll see businesses that do this and they come down and they do this and they come down and they get rid of some magic when they're up here and then they drop and then they're like oh shoot we've stopped doing that so it consistency. i love your mike tyson quote so true consistency is so important
1: all of this with smartac.com you've gotta check it out now
0: well and Chris we haven't Chris we haven't taken a backward step in the last since we were 1.5 million and got rid of new construction not uh, one backwards step it's always been uh, 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 the revenue has gone up every single year profit uh, is uh, stays consistent and, and uh, we've improved on that anyway go ahead well, Chris uh, sorry
1: yeah man and you guys are executing on like this you know um, now you didn't keep a straight face when you told me you're 1 billion number, So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to my eye on you, man. But because I know you well enough, and we've had plenty of conversations. That's
0: because it's 5 billion. That
1: was way better. I don't, I can't, I can't picture why it would this tough guy face like it doesn't go together. Um, but the, I don't doubt it for, for even a half a second, getting to know you and seeing kind of what you guys have put together and the, and just the, the buy-in from the partners and the belief and the support and all the things I've seen firsthand—I uh, have zero doubt in that. So, so I want to get to this question um, as our final question because we're about an hour into the thing already. Um, but the business is a, is a much larger. We've got the Any Hour Group now, which consists of multiple brands across multiple states, and uh, and that's and that is a huge uh, thing to manage. Right, it's a huge thing to lead. Uh and it's and it's even and sometimes it gets tougher to keep that going. And the space has gotten really, really crowded and competitive. I know why it says no. Um Easy. But, but here's the thing, like one, congrats. Two, what does your role look like today, Jeremy? Like what does a day look like for for you at this size of an operation?
2: Great question. So I've kind of got two feet in different positions right now. So I'm still the president of Any Hour. So I'm still involved uh, quite a bit in the day-to-day of our our main Any Hour operation. Um, We've got some real capable managers are stepping up and taking more and more off, and it's been a transition. I'm I'm more out of the business today than I was even you know six weeks ago, uh, and so it's been a transition. And then as a COO of Any Hour, uh, Any Hour Group, um, I work with our partner companies a lot. You know that that's my goal is we've got amazing partner companies we brought in some you know i'm sorry for the rest of the groups we have the best people <laughs> and watch out that's 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 right. that's, that's, that's the first ingredient of people right <laughs> we got the we got the best people and, and and we're working on unifying our processes and learning and growing from each other so you know i work with a, a team on the NER group we're working on helping everyone's processes get improved getting better tools Uh, work together and and learn and grow from each other. So we do some amazing events where we learn and grow from each other. We inspire each other. We, Because, you know, it it doesn't work to go to someone and say, hey, do this. That just doesn't work. That's not leadership. It's not influence. And and it's never going to work. And so we inspire each other. We work together. We're all hard workers. We all have a great vision. I want to be the best and and just take step by step. So I work with the individual partners a lot and just doing that kind of stuff.
1: That makes sense. What, what are you, listen, you've never run a company this size before. Every day it gets bigger. Tell as size. That. Every yeah. year I tell <laughs> myself that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> so what are you doing to make you, like, what are you doing for yourself to help you continue to lift? Like your lid as John Maxwell says, like, because every year this thing gets bigger as a size business you've never run before either. So like you, you have to be doing something for yourself to help you. Cause it's a lot of, there's a lot of human beings that are relying on you. Right. And what are you doing to lift your lid? Well, number John one, Max- John, John
0: Maxwell asked Jeremy that question. Cause John was saying, I've never run a company this big, Jeremy, what do I do? And Jeremy mentors, John Maxwell. Right? So <laughs> I I
2: <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. I, I've seen John Maxwell many times. He's an amazing guy. He's, he's awesome. But <laughs> um, you know, number one, I think we've made this clear. This isn't why it's not me. We have an amazing team. Like we've got really great talent for me personal. I'm not pulling, you know, this by myself, why it's not pulling this by ourselves. And, and I wish we had time to give credit to everyone who's doing amazing things in this business and in the group. But for me personally, you know, the best way to learn is to teach. The leadership groups have been a wonderful way for me to learn leadership. <laughs> you know, I was for many years I was teaching 1 and then 2 and 4 leadership groups and and then I you know I do personal studies every morning and, and and do that kind of stuff. I'm always driving around listening to things. I don't listen to music. It's it's podcasts, it's books, it's it's this kind of stuff, but but teaching leadership is a great way to learn it, you know. <laughs> and I I love it. I get more out of those trainings than I'm sure anyone else does, but that's, that, that's what I would attribute to some of this too.
1: Got it. Well, listen, I think that, uh, the, it's almost like, I, I don't know if I, if I told you this white or not, but I ended up hiring, I hired a memory coach and I went and saw a memory coach speak, uh, five time us memory champion. All right. And I wasn't like overly like excited to watch this guy give a presentation. I was just kind of like there for a piece of it. But then he blew me away because he walked around the entire room and remembered the first hundred people's names. Like he didn't meet, he just walked around, asked us our name, looked us in the eye, remembered our names, went up on stage and repeated all of them back. I was, then I, I got my attention. I was blown away by that. And I'm really good with names and faces, but not like that. So it was enough to where I started thinking, like, man, What if I had a better memory, if I could remember things better, if I could remember all the things I learned from these podcasts better, if I can remember my time sitting with Wyatt, listening to him talk through different parts of the, during the stories or the, or the things he goes through or Ken, or any of the guys I've connected to, I wish I could just could remember things better because it would make me better. And I, you know, that was just a random thing. Well, this podcast, I'm like, you know what? let's bring this guy on the podcast. And then I launched a podcast with him on memory. And the volume of people reaching out to me saying, holy shit, never thought about doing anything with a memory coach before. And it makes sense. And I reached out to Chad Peterman and I said, Chad, you have a great top tech school. You should bring this memory coach in there and test him out and see how he might do uh, in your school with helping your brand new guys that you just brought up the street figure out ways to remember things faster. Let's just see how it works. And like throwing it out there, like I love doing those types of things. I'm curious to see what it yields. But the point is, is like, I listen to so many podcasts and whenever I go listen to speakers, I don't ever quite know what I'm going to take away from it. But my old goal is I got to at least if I'm going to take time away from my family, I'm going to be at these meetings. I got to at least take one thing away that's got some value to it. Not just a customer, but like something valuable to me. But you, the listener, have so many places that you can grab information from today to lift your lid, whether it be listening to this podcast like you're doing right now or or reaching out to these guys I mean they do phenomenal tours if you've never been all you got to do is reach out if you need me to connect you with Dustin I'll connect you with Dustin we'll get this whole thing set up so you can come check out their spot but when you go and sit or if you get the opportunity to hang with Jeremy and have them kind of take you through some of the details on the spreadsheets that they show and like some of the trainings and some of the metrics that they use to manage the businesses I promise you you're going to learn something you are for sure going to learn something and it might be the shiny object that you actually take back and implement that works really well. And and then you have to be consistent at doing it over and over again, right? Like the same thing. But there's so many places to learn to be better and like you said, you know if you you by you actually doing the training over and over and over again, it's kind of like when i if i read a book, which rarely happens by the way, But if I read a book, and when I do read a book, I have to highlight things over and over again because I'm having to train my brain to do it. Or if I have to go and train, it makes you better because you're consistently doing the process over and over again, or you're hearing all the things, and then you're doing it over and over again. So now it comes back to all you're doing is consistently trying these things that you're also learning maybe new over and over again and then training your brain, like putting your autopilot in the space of constantly learning, but now you're able to regurgitate it faster. So I think it's a big big deal to say like, you have surround. You are surrounded yourself with a with a group of people who are constantly learning in some way, shape, or form. That then rely on one another to make each other better to grow this business. I think that is an easy way to lift your your lid is to kind of get in with involved with those people. Go see the shops. Go see go go do the tours. Ask the questions. Listen to the podcast. Read the books. But then actually start implementing some of these things. And to Jeremy's point, you don't. Go in, implement it, it starts to get hard or doesn't work the way you think, and then you give up on it like the one company that you borrowed something from and then you perfected it and they came back and said, man, where did you get that? Well, we got that from you because you didn't give up on it. They did. You just did it and you did it and you probably figured it probably didn't work perfect when you implemented it and you probably moved it around until you figured it out and you made it work and you stayed consistent with it. But I think that's also a big part of where a lot of businesses fail too, right, is when some things don't work you go back to what's comfortable and that's the way we've always done it and that scares me to death right for businesses like this is the way we've always done it is nothing i want to be a part of <laughs> nothing i want to be a part of so the journey's been great for you guys it's exciting i'm so grateful that i get to be have a, a, a front seat view of your guys's journey like it's pretty cool and obviously we've developed a great relationship and i'm thankful for that and you and and you guys have brought us in as your digital partner and I'm grateful for that, you know, and just, I get, it's just cool for me to see what you guys are doing and the precedence that I've, that you're setting uh, in this space as a whole. And I'm proud of you and, and I'm proud to call you guys friends. And it's exciting to, to, um, to watch it, you know, from, from my point of view. Thank you,
0: Chris. Can I just say one more thing? Yep. One thing on the BHAG, one thing um, on the BHAG. So our BHAG has more than just money attached to it. When we said 25 million. We actually said uh, uh, 50% of all technicians making over a hundred thousand a year. That was part of it. There were a lot of parts to that BHAG. It's not money. And the one we actually have now for Utah is a thousand trucks on the road serving Utah customers. Um, and, and, and it's actually, it's actually, uh, uh 75% of all technicians making a hundred grand a year plus And then it's also, some. we have some things in there for the office and some things we'd like to to have with the office as far as uh, what they get. So there's a lot to it. It's not just, here, we're going to hit this revenue. So just a heads up on that, there's a lot to it. I think when you just throw money out, all you become is, a money grabber. Yep. And anyway, just if, if we didn't get that across, I hope hope everybody knows that that's how, how it should be in a business that wants to be built to last. So thanks.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, that is Wyatt Hepworth right there. That is a typical Wyatt Hepworth move right there on, listen, because I know, you know, I'm glad you called that out. Um, I know the heart behind the business. I know the intent behind the business and the growth. And, and to those who don't know, and you just threw out a number, it could appear that way. That is not how this business functions. You don't run and manage and grow a business of this size with the reputation that they have and the culture they've built by being a money grab company. That is not what any of our group is. So I appreciate you breaking that down. There's a lot of thoughtfulness for the human beings behind the growth of that business. And that's partially a, a big piece of what I respect about what you guys and you've built. And I've been able to be, like I said, have a front row seat to those things too. So um, Jeremy, thank you, man. Thank you for coming on board. I didn't share any of the questions with these guys ahead of time. And uh, and that was by design. And I just, you know, I guess like I, I wanted to be able to give Jeremy the the, uh, the the time to just share his journey in this type of a business from his lens, from his seat, with the hats he had to wear. And, and listen, as big as any hour is, for those of you listening, you heard the journey he went through. It wasn't always that way. There was a lot of grinding, a lot of working hard, a lot of faith, like putting out a vision and just saying, you know what, we're going to do it. And then figuring it out along the way. No different than the majority of you probably listening right now. Same thing. It's just now you probably have more tools and more help than you had back then and more resources to be able to go after and figure these things out. So, so gentlemen, I appreciate you. Wyatt, thanks for being my co-host on this. Jeremy, I appreciate, is this, is this your first podcast, Jeremy, or am I not your first podcast?
2: Uh, I think this is my first podcast, yes. and I appreciate the time on the podcast because this is the one to be on. Ah, uh, so, um, you go. This is the great one to start
1: off. That, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for that. I appreciate that, <laughs> and I love getting to be your first podcast. That's fantastic, and uh, and Wyatt, I appreciate you joining me. As always, like it's it's just good to kind of have a little bit of color to the conversation, and certainly you could bring that. But to uh, you know, to I can't wait to see what's next for you guys, um, on your path to one billion dollars. Um, but you know, cause th- just the, the overall impact that that will have will be massive and, and, and that's going to be cool. So, um, thanks for coming on sharing the story. I appreciate you guys. Um, and listen, again, if you guys want to, if you've never went and toured any hour, it doesn't matter what size of business you are. They're not discriminatory in size, you know, who comes to, to do a tour. They've got a well put together program to kind of come and show you their things. They open the doors. You can ask the questions. And then, and then my favorite part you get to end up in the any hour store <laughs> and they got some pretty dang cool merch. And by the way, I don't know if you knew this or not guys, but and I don't know why you would, but Anna and I were, my wife and I were out at like a, uh, on a Friday, you know, our, our team works half days on Fridays and that Friday afternoon, her and I went to lunch and we brought my littlest daughter with me cause that half day and, uh, Anna was wearing her, uh, any hour shirt. That kind of looks like a Patagonia look. And, um, my littlest daughter, is has my wife's phone and does like a little TikTok, you know, and shows like her food. But my, but my wife's shirt is in the background with any hour. And any hour catches it likes like likes the post. Like how they caught the swag was amazing. It was only on there for like a half a second. But uh, so I guess you guys have eyes everywhere. But hey, we were rocking the swag because it's that cool. So it's pretty neat. Um, the I just wish I could get you guys into a, one of these meetings with me or one of these where you guys are actually maybe wearing that swag. So my goal is going to get Wyatt to leave some scruff and to wear an Any Hour T-shirt at one point in time, and I'm going to take a picture with him, and that is going to make my year. So Wyatt, we we got to make that happen, okay? A little bit of scruff, T-shirt, Any Hour, okay? I don't care what setting it needs to be in, but we need to make that happen. (laughs) Jeremy, get to work on it, please. And
0: tattoos out, right? Well, I don't know about about uh, tattoos. So, can I leave my cell number for here? You can text me if you'd like to come for a tour. Eight zero one four seven one nine five zero five. That's eight zero one four seven one nine five zero five. Just text me your name, best contact, and we'll have we'll actually have Dustin and his team reach out to you. We actually have tours every week. Uh, they just go through showing the training, show you what's going on. That we actually have a two block campus. That's pretty awesome, you guys. Uh, uh, just come out, check it out. Uh, we like to share. We like to give back for all the people that have given to us. Appreciate everybody that's given to us over the years. So thank you.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Jeremy, appreciate you, man. Uh, Why? appreciate you. Hey, listeners, thanks again sure. for always tuning in and listening, you know, and hopefully you're able to pull some good stuff away from this too. And and as you know, you can only capture so many things on these podcasts and I can only do my best to try and take you down certain paths and try to hear dir- different things. And the, the reality of it is, is that there's a lot of different ways you can go about this, but there's some things that remain consistent. Like they talk about having good people, having good processes. You know, there's certain things that you, you can do, you can try, but you try them and be consistent with them and make sure that they truly aren't are or are not going to work for you. So don't, don't, don't halfway do it. Right. Um, But there's lots of opportunities to learn, like lots of opportunities to, to figure out what can work for your business, because what worked for any hour might not work for you, but I bet you there's some bits and pieces that do. Um, So, Anyhow, like I always say, you know, all, I, all my job is to do is bring people on who can share some potential things that you can do to help grow your business. That is what the purpose of this podcast is for. But you don't have to do everything, but you got to do something. No zero days. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review. And be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.